What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. New episodes every Thursday, and today is also the first of the month, which is crazy if you're listening to this the day it came out. Happy September, y'all. Happy last little few months of the year wrapping it up as always if you enjoy this week's episode don't forget to screenshot take an aesthetic pic or boomerang of you listening in your car on your tv on your hot girl walk on a picnic doing some quaint activities post it on your story and tag me so i can repost retweet all of that thank you so much to everyone who shared last week and beverage check quaint story time as well okay okay let me just show y'all so this is three shots of espresso (laughs) i do have an espresso machine like a pod it's not a keurig but it's like a similar a similar you know model whatever i don't know does anyone know like do you have to clean those because the last time i tried to make it it tasted like dirt like it was not a good time anyway so a good hack go to starbucks and you order two or three shots of espresso over ice in a venti cup then you go home (laughs) this is like if you're working at home or just doing things at home whatever and then you can add your own blend of water milk because whenever i order an iced americano it's always very questionable most of the time they do not put enough ice in or they do it wrong so they put the espresso over the ice and it just all melts right away i like a lot of ice in my coffee drinks in my iced coffee drinks so i'd rather just get the espresso over the ice have the cup full of ice and then have room to add my own. So it's not quite a latte. It's not quite an Americano, but it's like a blend. I want it to be a venti cup. I do this on the app. So it says venti cup on the order sticker. And why did they give me a tall? So basically the whole thing was just full of espresso. And it had melted. (laughs) Bro, and like, you know, y'all know, like, I just know, you know, if you listen to this podcast or you follow me, like y'all know, like I'm on, I've been on this journey, you know, speaking up for myself, you know, if it feels awkward, I'm like, oh no, it's okay. I'm like, no, like let's ask them to remake it. Let's, you know, push past the discomfort, get over the good girl syndrome, you know, get over the people pleasing. And you know, when you're just like, so over it, like, Bro, like about to start my period, like I'm already just like pissed off. I'm like looking forward to this coffee drink to brighten my day a little. And you're telling me, <laughs> I can't even have that. And then, so I stood there for like a little bit, like by the mobile order, and I'm just kind of waiting to catch someone's eye, and like nobody's even around. So I'm just like, bro, like, okay, whatever. I don't even care. I don't want them to remake it. It's just like the cup, but then it's like, if they just transfer this to another cup there's gonna be no ice in it because it's basically all melted anyway but it's like so whatever i just came home but it was so weird i was like oh maybe they're out of venti cups i look venti you know ice drink cups full stock it says on the sticker venti like three shots of espresso over ice venti cup why did you put it in a tall and it's just weird because i know it's like at least last year, I think, maybe before, it was super, like, it was like a trendy drink for people to go get that. And then they would add, like, a chocolate insure or something, like, some kind of chocolate protein over that. So I know it's, like, a thing people order, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Just so annoying. I just did not. I was like, bro, like, at a certain point, what if I wanted to put my insure in this? Like, <laughs> With that being said, I did 
see a post and I've seen a post like this before and it's so funny because my sister and I were just talking about this over the weekend and then today Monday I saw it on my feed. This is from Millennial Therapist and it is 17 ways to discern if you should say something or leave things unsaid. So the main reasons to speak up are when you will regret not saying something, when not speaking up would be an act of self-abandonment, when saying something can help, when the relationship you have with that person warrants it, when it can enhance your relationship with that person, when the person appears open to receiving feedback, when you're standing up for what you believe in, and I think low-key, the most importantly, when you're being hurt. I'm not saying these things apply in this situation. I think this is just such a classic example because I know so many of us, like, this is the thing that can be so hard because it's like, bro, I don't want to be, like, rude. Like, I don't want to be, like, a Karen, like, remake my drink. (laughs) And so it's just, like, a little... Thing. And I will also say, I feel like this was less of a big deal because it was just the cup size. It wasn't the actual order. To me, it didn't feel like, oh, I'm making excuses because I'm scared to say something. It just like, I was like, whatever, like, <laughs> this just is dumb at this point. But if you're going to go get your drink and you're like, oh, they made it wrong. Oh, they made it with dairy instead of non-dairy. Or, oh, I wanted it iced, but they made it hot. And you kind of have that like, oh, well, it's okay. Like, I think that's a situation where it's like, no, bitch, like, speak up for yourself. Like, if you're just polite and nice and understanding, you know, most of the time they'll be happy to do that. And it's like, if you're polite and nice and they give you attitude, it's like, at least you know you're being reasonable and at least you'll get your drink remade. So no offense. So obviously this Instagram post is like more so about personal, you know, relationships, interpersonal relationships and not like, I'm really hurt you make my Starbucks wrong. But anyways, this is when to leave things unsaid. When the person is not ready to receive feedback, when it won't make a difference, when it can hurt someone unnecessarily, when there's an alternative, when speaking doesn't align with your role in the relationship, when it goes against the boundaries the person has set, when it will make things worse, when we don't know the person or the situation well enough, and when speaking is motivated by revenge. So I think this is a good checklist, especially when it is hard for you. I mean, this can be helpful for everyone, but I know... You know, most people that listen to this podcast, you relate more so to like it being hard for you to speak up or like falling into that, yeah, like good girl syndrome or like anxiety queens. And I think the reason or low key excuse I've used for myself a lot is like, oh, well, I don't want to be mean. What if they take that the wrong way? So this is a good checklist to kind of go through. Something that just really stood out to me is in the when to speak up category is just when you're being hurt is a reason to speak up. And this is where learning how to communicate your own feelings is so important because it's one thing to feel hurt but then to use a lot of you statements and like basically just cause the other person to get super defensive like well you did this and you and it's like you're trying to communicate that you're hurt but you're not using i statements and it's not coming across like i want to share how i'm feeling or i want to let you know that i'm hurt it's coming across like you're mad or blamey and i think also depending on the situation It can be helpful to speak up and share your feelings. Like, again, not to be attacky or use you statements or anything, but to share your own feelings when it's going to make you feel better. Like, regardless of how the other person reacts or what they say, like, low-key, sometimes it just feels good to get, get it out, to share how you're feeling and just so the other person knows. And if this is something that you've struggled with for a while, like, I know I, especially just over this past year, like, learning all this stuff, it makes me experience a lot of anger about past situations 
like anger towards how could that person treat me that way but then also like how could I let myself be treated that way you know so now if I'm telling somebody that something hurt my feelings or made me feel however it feels good because it's like I'm speaking up for my past self too and it's like okay like Yes, that frustrated me, so I'm not going to let that happen again. The same goes for, like, setting boundaries. Like, sometimes it can feel so scary to set a boundary, especially with a friend or, like, someone close. I know for myself, like, thinking of my past self when I didn't do that, it's just such a relief. And the relief and just, like, okay, now I know I got me outweighs the, like, discomfort of setting the boundary, you know? So anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts about that. But yeah, I think... You know, especially in friendships, it's definitely important to communicate how you're feeling. And especially from the jump, there's never really anything to lose when you're being real. And again, that means genuinely like being vulnerable, sharing how you're feeling. Because bitch, if you're going around like, you did this and you are like this and you, it's like, well, what? I'm just being real. It's like, no, you're kind of being like um, rude and not vulnerable. Like you're kind of in attack mode. But when you're actually being real with someone... It's just a good kind of indicator of where the friendship is going to go, where the relationship is going to go. Because if they're not able to hear you, if they're not able to, I don't know, if you're like, this really hurt my feelings, it's like, how are they going to respond to that? If you're just being real, you know, like, and it takes a lot, but it's like worth it in the end. Because I've had friendships where, you know, I've been real and it's brought us closer together and it kind of creates that trust. Like, okay, like I'm, I can share something with you now you feel comfortable sharing something with me, whether it's just like something personal or it's like between us, like something, I don't know, maybe something that bothered them or, you know, you're not going to take it well. And it's like, okay, well, do I really want to pursue a deeper friendship with someone who is unable to meet me halfway? So yeah, especially with Mercury retrograde coming up, this is a good time to just keep all these things in mind and, you know, communication can be a little messy. So I'm just, you know, I'm chalking up my Starbucks experience to just, Mercury retrograde. So it is a new month, y'all. And I, y'all know, I have not, I've talked about it in a few, last few podcasts and in a recent vlog, should already be up by this point, question mark. But I have not been going out. I have not been drinking. I've only had two drinks since being back from New York. And both of those were at a liquid IV event. (laughs) They had this like, like all the cocktails were made with liquid IV, which I'd be doing that anyway, because I usually get a tequila soda and I, where I like what I eat. Not every time, but sometimes I do that. For the extra hydration, obviously, and that flavor. But yeah, number one, I've just kind of been in grind mode. <laughs> I've just been very focused on the end of the year, what goals I want to accomplish, and kind of how I want my life to look next year. I just haven't really been wanting to go out. Y'all know, I feel like I've, I say this in every podcast, but even just this whole year, like, I did go out a few times at the beginning of the year, but... I don't know. I think I just felt like low-key too old. And you know something, bro, and this is no shade. Like if you still enjoy going out, like whatever, like I don't care, bitch, I could change my mind next month. Who like whatever. But something interesting I was thinking about is I saw another TikTok where this girl was like, oh, when you, when you turn 24, which is how old I turned this year and like walk past, it was something like when you walk past the bar, you used to go to all the time and see all the 21 year olds. And I'm like, bro, like, I've seen a lot of posts like that where girls are like 24, 25, 26. And we're just like, I don't know, it's just going out like that doesn't really hit the same. Y'all have heard me say, you know, if I'm gonna go out, like I would much rather 
go to dinner, go to like a quaint happy hour, just do something like chic with friends. So it just makes me think like, bro, when I was 20, 21 going out and stuff, I always felt so young. Like I always felt like everyone was so much older than me. Any guy I talked to would be like at least 26, like usually 28 and above. And this is like at clubs. This is like at bars. This is like out, out, like nightlife. So it just really makes you think, you know, like, hmm. Again, like I'm talking about clubs. Like I'm talking about that kind of scene. I'm not talking about like, I don't know, going out with your friends to a bar, whatever. Like, I mean, every situation is different. Like, But it did just kind of make me think of that. Like, especially when I was like freshly 21, I feel like my friends and I were going out like a lot. And like, we kind of, you know, we would see the same people a lot at the clubs and you kind of get to know people's friend groups and like, oh, like whatever. And just like, all those bros were like either about to turn 30 or over 30. (laughs) Bro, now I'm 24 and I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of, I've outgrown that. Like there's nothing really in that for me. I guess it's different if you're there making money, but still like, you know, the vibe of like a promoter's friends and how they're just always there. That's like, bro, you're like 36. Like, why are you here? And you know, they're not spending any money because they're friends, the promoter. And it's just like, I just can't. You know, bro, I'm not the age of a lot of guys that I talked to and that were talking to me and trying to get with me, you know, when I was 21, under 21 even. And it's just so normalized, you know, and I'm just grateful for social media and that a lot of women are able to share our experiences. And hopefully, like, the younger generation is just a lot more aware of, like, bro, like, an older guy liking you is not a compliment. Like, it's weird and it's creepy. And, like, even if you think you're mature, and that's the fuck thing, because people, like, everyone in my life would always tell me, like, oh, you're very mature for your age. I think to an extent that's true, but it's, like, that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, you know, I have anxiety for a reason, okay, bitch? I've been talking about, you know, the vegan days a lot, like, on TikTok and stuff, just for comedy, but, like, also just thinking back to that time and how many adults I was around and how even I mean even after that when I first moved to Hollywood and stuff and just like people would always be like wow you guys are so young you're so young but you're so mature like wow and it's like bro I still my mind was not fully developed like I was still a teenager and so for you to have this perception of me like oh you're you're so like mature for your age you're just an old soul it's like but I'm not mentally like not mentally like there, but you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't have the brain of an adult. And also with that prefrontal cortex, you know, finishing up its developments, it's like you just realize, bro, it's like so many things make sense now that did not make sense before or like so many things click now. It's like, oh, that's be, that's why this, that. Like I just feel like I see everything so much clearer now. Or I think the number, like, one of the number one things that like I see so clearly now, it's just like past situationships or like I just remember times where like I was so confused on whether or not this guy liked me and now it's like bitch obviously he didn't (laughs) but it's like I mean that's growth but that's also just like so then it also just makes you think you know especially in Hollywood it's so like oh my god once a woman is over 25 she's past her prime and it's like I feel like I'm just getting started and not like I mean, yeah, I guess in a career sense, like, I'm just getting started. But, like, just with life. Like, coming-of-age movies should start now. Not after high school. Bitch, you don't know shit. Like, you don't. And that's just from personal experience. Like, I didn't. 
And I thought I did. Like, I really thought I did. That's someone who's mature for their age. I'm like, oh my God, you're such an old soul. It's like, it's just the trauma, babe. It's just the anxiety. I feel like a lot of us know that, you know, a lot of older guys. I mean, older guys will prey on younger girls for a multitude of reasons. But I feel like one of the main reasons is younger women are, you know, you're not fully, you haven't fully grown into yourself. You have to actively work so hard against, I don't know, what society teaches us. And I've said this before on this podcast too, but you know, we're very socialized as women to like, just be quaint and like quiet and like, oh, like don't be a bitch. Don't be bossy. And it takes so much work mentally to like overcome that, to like set boundaries and like to tell people no to tell men no and like this whole time it's like there's oh you don't want to be like you want to be desirable to men a man's a man's opinion is the most important valuable thing if you're not attractive to men then like oh my god your life is over like here's ways that we can here give us your money we'll make you appeal to men <laughs> literally bro literally. and so obviously as like a young woman as someone in your teens like you're not like aware of that i don't know like even me, like, I feel like I was brought up pretty feminist. My mom's a feminist. She, like, instilled a lot of these ideas into us. Um, and it's still, like, you don't really know shit until you realize it yourself, until you go through it, and then you're like, oh, that was fucked up. Or, like, oh, like, I don't want to live like this. Whatever. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah, of course, you like the little 20-year-olds who, like, don't even know, like, anything. Like, no offense if you're 20. You're 20? But it's just like there's so many so many things you don't know and again that's why I am grateful for social media and just the fact that a lot of these conversations are able to be had. I mean for so many things, so many topics, you know, especially things that are just you know that were once considered taboo. Also, I have been wanting a pet like so bad. Obviously, I want a cat. But I also want a dog. And I feel like getting a dog now would be I just feel like a dog wouldn't be able to adapt to change a little bit easier but i don't know but just throwing that out there i don't know if you guys have any tips or tricks for how to find one let me know anyway so that's my rant <laughs> but yeah let me know if you relate are you disgusted with every man after you've grown up a little bit and just kind of realized how gross so many of those situations were because i am also i just have to show this like <laughs> i already made a tiktok about it but today i just thought it would be so funny. Like, I think Bretman Rock did this in, like, probably 2017. <laughs> but I was going to take my gym pic, and I was like, bro, like, you know what would be funny if I, like, facetune this to make it look like I have no ass, whatever. Like, not even just, like, a flat ass. Like, no ass. Like, I literally just have legs connected to a torso. Because, you know, I'd be taking my gym pics, like, at the side. Like, like let's not you know, show the full ass, but let's, like, let them know that it's there, you know? But I was like, this will be so funny. And then I put at the bottom, like, sorry, I ran out. Because I don't know if you guys have seen the memes where, you know, it's like, oh, give me some cooch. And it's like, sorry, I ran out. Let me get some ass. Sorry, I ran out. I thought this would be a hoot. Like, I thought so many people were going to, like, think this was hysterical. Don't get me wrong. A few people did. Thank fuck. So I text Billy right away. I'm like, look at my story. He was like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I was like, bitch, look at it. Because the line, like, it's so, to me, at least, it's so obviously, like, like, I didn't try to make it look, like, I made it purposefully look like bad face too. Like, the lines in the back are all curvy. Like, it's like, fucked. 
the amount of people <laughs> that just didn't say anything. They just like watched it, like moved on. <laughs> and it, what made it even better was like a couple people, Billy included, were like, oh, like I thought like you just looked like that. Like I didn't know. Like I, Billy was like, oh, I thought you were just like running too much or something. Somebody literally was like, oh, like where did your ass go? Bro, this is how, this is why people get away with Facetune because this, it will be this bad, this unrealistic of a photo. It doesn't, this does not look real to me at all. Like it looks fucked. Like it looks like Photoshop, Facetune, whatever. And people are like, oh, like, are you okay? Like, like, it's not even just like, oh, I made my butt look smaller. It's like, no, I erased the butt. It literally just looks like someone dragged an eraser down. And so I posted this on TikTok and still, again, some people are like, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I don't get how people don't get this. Like, why do people not get the jokes? It's like, thank you. Because <laughs> at first I like faced it to make it literally concave. But I was like, no, that's like too much. Like I needed to be like, like just enough where it's like funny. <laughs> not like, okay, it's the joke's gone too far. Like it's like not funny. Maybe I should have. I don't know if I'm just trained in the art of, but it's like, it wasn't even subtle though. Like the whole line is like, fuck, like, are you telling me if I did the opposite, if I made my ass look huge, people would like believe that? Maybe. And people were like, oh, I thought it was the angle. Bro, that's the angle that all the bitches do to make their butts poke out. Like, that's why it's funny. Because usually like I'm showing, you know, and like not showing the whole ass, but it's like it's a side view, so you can see the curve. How would I make it look like I have no ass with my legs in this position? You know, like you know those TikToks people do of like, oh, exposing Kim Kardashian's face tune, and they like zoom in on the curves in the background. I'm always like, oh my god, like how can he be that famous and like have such obvious face tune? And like what? But apparently. It works because people just don't notice and they just accept it as reality. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it low-key made it funnier. And just like imagining so many people like watching that and just moving on. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, if I saw that, like, I would think it's so funny. Like, I remember when Bretman Rock did it. Like, I think it was something like he edited. It was like a side-by-side he was like, oh, like, buy my get thick workout or something. And he edited one, like, so flat, like, no ass. And the other one, he facetuned, like, huge. Like, both were obviously facetuned. <laughs> is this not funny to people? Like, I think this is so funny. Anyway, moving on, bitch. So for our main slash final question mark topic today... I kind of already talked about this on IG to get some opinions that we could discuss before recording. Um, but I wanted to discuss this recent trend I've noticed. And I tweeted about it a few weeks ago. Like, I think I said something like, it's so funny when celebrities, I don't know, try to be casual or something when you know they're not naturally like that. So have you guys noticed this trend of, I mean, just period, all these celebrities on TikTok Bro, as a rapper with a full rap career, why are you doing day in my life vlogs on TikTok? 
it's like why like genuine like a recent example and i'll link the tiktok down below but this guy made a video talking about this recent tiktok kylie jenner made and it's funny because i I had her in mind specifically for this before i even saw his tiktok um just with like some of the little vlogs she was doing and like it just seemed like no one like thought the same because all the comments were like oh my god i love when she posts like this so this is why i bring this up because it gets i feel like it has very mixed opinions it was basically a video of her doing like a lip kit review in her car or something and she like drops the phone she's like oh my god guys (laughs) and he said in his video like it it was very influencer it was very emma chamberlain it was very like quirky and casual and just like oh we're like besties face oh my god it feels like we're on facetime bitch why as kylie jenner a quote-unquote billionaire are you doing this because it's trendy because it's quote-unquote relatable and because it makes you seem, I guess, more relatable to your audience, which is, I don't know, probably women ages. 18 to 24, but probably just in the surrounding ages as well. So I remember talking about this just in regards to casual Instagram. That was probably last year at this point. But just how, you know, people were posting a lot more quote-unquote casually, but it was still curated. It's like you're trying to be casual. So is it really casual if it's still... It's like basically just an aesthetic that you're trying to fit into versus just... And I know, you know, if you post casually, like, this doesn't apply to you. But I'm talking about influencers or celebrities that, like, see, oh, people don't really care so much about these perfectly posed, edited photos. So let's let's do what they're doing. Let's do these, like, casual pics. Oh, a blurry pic. A really zoomed-in pic. Let's be more relatable to Gen Z. Um... And to a certain extent, I feel like it's just trends changing over time. But I think it's also interesting specifically with this, the TikTok kind of vibe of like, oh, like, let's pick up on this TikTok jargon and like, let's just, because it's kind of like you're changing your whole personality. Or like, it reminds me of when brands say things like, hey, besties, use our code for 70% off. Sign up for text updates. It's like, you're not my bestie, fuck out of here. So it's something I've noticed, and I think I have a problem with it because it's not like they're fully committing to the relatable lifestyle. You will go, Miss Kylie, you will go and post this quirky, relatable TikTok vlog. Oh my god, she drops her phone while she's recording just like us. And then you will go on IG and post your private jet as a flex. So... It's like you're not relatable. You're trying to be relatable. And basically they're just doing that to sell you things because they know that this is like trendy right now. Like that certain quirky tone and like, oh my god, like I'm just like a relatable girl like setting up my camera. Somebody said it's smart for marketing and PR and probably is fake, but I do kind of enjoy seeing celebrities act normal. So that's another thing. Um, I know I've talked about celebrity culture and how it's changed over the years, especially with social media. Like I remember as a kid... I specifically remember being at my grandma's house watching Hannah Montana. She was probably like 14 or 15 at the time. And just thinking like, oh my God, like Miley Cyrus. Like I really thought she specifically, because that's just what we were watching and just celebrities. Like I didn't even think they wiped their own butts. Like I literally remember being like, well, how does she like go to the bathroom? Like how does she do anything? Like they were just seemed so out of reach and so like, oh my god, like, there was still that kind of 
facade like oh my god if you see someone in a magazine that's like so cool because social media really wasn't a thing yet like I, I think myspace was around back then but like it wasn't like you could just go on a celebrity's ig and see like how they type how they think it's not like everyone's just sharing their their thoughts on twitter and ig stories all the time you know but now it's like and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying this is how it's changed. Like, celebrities are a lot more relatable. I think a lot of that facade is gone because they can reveal, like, how out of touch they are or just, like, how dumb they are and just how they don't get a lot of things that, like, normal people go through or, like, whatever. That I think it's just a lot easier and more accessible to become a celebrity these days or just to get followers because anybody can just log on and start posting. Like, you don't have to oh, let me go audition for something. Like, hopefully I make it into this film or hopefully uh, I make it into modeling. Like, you have to physically, like, put yourself out there. You can't just, like, sit at home and make a video. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's just more accessible. Like, you can just do it on your own. You can gain followers. Especially with Gen Z and just, you know, a lot of people in general caring about the environment, caring about, you know, certain issues and a lot of it becoming a lot more mainstream it's not like oh i'm such like a hippie because i care about the planet it's like no bitch we're actually like at a pretty bad like point in history <laughs> as far as, as far as a lot of things go but especially as far as global warming goes so it's like seeing a celebrity with their private jet taking these 30 minute rides when they could have you know at least been in a car or whatever it's like ew like they're so out of touch they only care about themselves you don't care about people at all you're hoarding wealth and like blah 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 so it's like ew like destroy eat the rich you know like destroy the idea of a celebrity you're just like us get off your high horse and do something and then it's like they realize that they're gonna try to be relatable i'm just like you but it's like you're not and you never were you grew up like this especially that and i think the guy in the, the tiktok i saw said that like oh they never grew up normal you know so it's like they have to look at other normal kids or people on TikTok or whatever to see like, oh, like, what do they like? That's just such a good example of like the power really is in the people. Like you think, oh, I'm looking up to the celebrity. They're such an icon and their style is so good. But it's like they're looking to other people and like they're trying to see what the consumer is going to, especially, you know, that them specifically, just like such a prime example, you know, for our generation um they're looking to other people and like you know all these stories of like oh them ripping off small brands small creators whatever so it's like they're kind of nothing without us and the same goes for the government okay so <laughs> a few of the other replies and i just posted this story so it's not like there's that many replies yet somebody else said please it's giving get the fuck out of here yawn <laughs> i agree that they need to stick to one side because then it will feel more genuine can it be a little private jet girly just be that you know be out of touch do whatever but for you to be like Welcome to a day in my just like quaint, humble life. <laughs> Not pictured. My 32 housekeepers, my 52 Rolls Royces, my nannies, my chefs, my butlers. <laughs> They're only being relatable because it's going to sell products. You're doing this lip kit review in your car with the phone falling down because doing the swatches by your pool isn't with your cartier bracelets just isn't going to cut it anymore and i have been seeing some videos recently about influencer marketing changing and how just it doesn't really work anymore it's a lot less organic you know all of these influencer events and even just brand deals in general like when i do a brand deal i know people know it's a brand deal 
and just in general if i see someone do it it's like i know okay they're just getting paid to do this it's not like oh my god this cool new product that they happen to know about but i feel like also the rules the ftc guidelines have gotten just a little more not strict but just a little more enforced or like i don't know because i guess a lot of people don't even disclose when they do ads too but i don't i feel like i don't mind it i just wonder how much truth there is to that because i know like if i do an adam and eve brand deal but i'm giving people a 50 percent off code code stella by the way you're gonna use that <laughs> you know and i think that's like the perk like if it's a product you want like you're probably gonna use that person's code even though you know it's sponsored so i don't know how much i relate to that i do agree like how it looks will probably change and like influencer events and stuff i just feel like it's at a point now where, like everybody knows yeah this event is so the brand can be posted on all these people's stories and be promoted you know this person saying thank you to today's sponsor and that's why i really prefer to just do like a sponsor like that like in a youtube video i prefer to be like thank you for this to this brand for sponsoring today's video because it's just more like like bro pbs thank you pbs kids thank you to viewers like you but maybe it's just like when people are being sneaky and like not disclosing when it's an ad or like oh my god i love this product so much i do happen to have a code bro i feel like big influencers have like lied about that before i feel like the ace family like did something that was so obviously sponsored like i don't remember this was like a few years ago but i just remember watching like bro like this is so obviously sponsored but they were like it's not sponsored <laughs> but it like was and they had like an affiliate link or something maybe because it was a maybe it was like an affiliate program and not technically sponsored but i doubt you're gonna have that many subscribers and not be paid like a flat fee for posting anything even if you are getting like an affiliate link and a percentage of sales like that i just really doubt that so anyway it'll just be really interesting to see how things change i would love to hear your thoughts on any of that and like if you are a creator let me know your thoughts and if you're not a creator and you're just someone who you know watches what are your thoughts like do you mind are you like bothered when people are like straight up about a sponsor how do you feel do you feel like it's changed over time like in the youtube space specifically i feel like that's been around the longest but yeah i am planning a lot of fun stuff i'm really in plan mode right now just for mercury retrograde and stuff um but yeah i've been on grind mode and i just hope the end of this year is like smooth popping and just a great transition to next year let's remain hopeful y'all let's remain hopeful the world doesn't end just yet we have a few more goals to accomplish um but let me know your thoughts on anything i discussed today and don't be afraid to tell them your coffee order is wrong thank you so much for watching don't forget to share on your ig story and i will see you guys next week bye everyone